right, Babylon, we're back. Episode three, and I think we've got the technology figured out. I wouldn't bet on it, but I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> we do. It's a learning curve. We got five people in the studio now, so this is going to be an interesting variable. Yeah, we're uh, we're gradually just going for it. Yep. Next couple episode. more guests every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seven guests <laughs> on the next episode. until we get arrested for having an underground speakeasy That's or right. something. <laughs> so, what do we got here tonight, Pablo? Yeah, tonight with us, three guys, friends of mine, friends of each other. So it's kind of a layup. We'll see, though. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> tonight we got Trent Sanders, uh, co-founder and creator, co-creator of 36 Creative out of uh, Salem, New Hampshire. We got Derek Joaquin, uh, owner of Joaquin Design Company. We'll call him CEO, too, I guess. Scribbler. Is that <laughs> spelled like Joaquin wow. Phoenix? Uh, no, it's spelled a little bit different. Okay. <laughs> Actually, completely different. Okay, got it. Okay. And then we got Marcus Sebastiano, um, amazing, talented visual artist who's exhibited all across the country. Uh, I suppose o- owner of Marcus Sebastiano. Inc. Yeah. Inc. Inc. Yes. Sorry. LLC. Sorry. No. Very official. So thank you guys for, for coming out here tonight. And uh, we're super stoked to have you on Thank the you show. guys. Love you. Yeah. yeah. Thank no you. Problem. It's great. Glad this looks awesome. Cheers, this looks cheers. professional, man. Look at this place. Yeah. You know, five every mics. Week, a, little more, <laughs> a little more improvement yeah. every week. It's not bad for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you, you treated us really nicely. Well, yeah. The green room treatment here. here is just whew, top notch. Yeah. Free pizza and Allagash White. Um, <laughs> you even got Chardonnay. Chardonnay over yep. there, yeah. Two. Dude, Chardonnay and my Chardonnay. That's classy, dude. That is, is that a twist Chardonnay. cap, Mark? Yeah, I'm going to fill my cup up for you, Sanders. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, gonna... I'm drinking a PVR, so it's done. <laughs> the champagne of beers. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I want to jump right in. We were talking, Marcus, about you, um, you know, exhibiting all across the country, and you've sold work to a lot of famous people, and I figured we might as well just start right out. With the name la- drops? Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I mean, why not? But, I mean, last year you sold a piece to Lil John. Um, sure. Derek, you went. Okay. Right. Correct. Yep. You went okay. on the trip. I mean, how the hell did that all transpire? And well, it's it's funny because we were just talking about that. It's like the number one question always is like, mm-hmm. how did that happen? You know. Uh, but he was in he was in Boston at a, a nightclub, Cuban nightclub called Mariel, and he was in there DJing with one of his buddies, and I had some work in there, and he was with the owner, and he's like, man, I'm building this tequila bar in my house out in Atlanta. <laughs> He's like, I, I want this, but like Mexican style. So the owner, you know, I get this text at one in the morning from the owner of, you know, this Chris Jamison is his name. He's like, hey, man, uh, are you available right now? And I'm like, no, I'm going to sleep. He's like, all right, I got something to talk to you about. I'm like, whatever. Next morning, uh, he's like, hey, do you mind if I give little John your phone number? And I'm like, <laughs> little John? I'm like, yeah, all right, dude. Which so before you know it, I'm on this text with him and little John. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. He's like, what's up? And I'm like, what's up? <laughs> And uh, so, so you, know, you were you were actually texting him, like, yeah, I'm just like texting, like, like no big deal. And I'm like, yeah. I'm with my girlfriend at the time, and I'm just like, oh, I'm, I gotta go over in the corner here. I'm just texting little John, like I gotta you stay know, focused. L- LJ, LJ, we call him. And uh, so then you know, well, Jonathan. I, yeah, well, yeah, Jonathan. His, his name is actually Jonathan Smith. <laughs> Jonathan is that what you called him when you got? What did he say? What did he tell you to call him when you got there? I just called him John. Well, I mean, I, we we communicated for it was Mr. in the middle of COVID, so it was a long process while I was making the piece. Yeah. So I talked to him on the phone all the time, like every week. And I, before you know it, I'm like talking to him about the state of the world. And I'm like, all right, John, I'll see you later. Like 45 minutes talking about how's your mom. So it was nothing like how's Chappelle show. He didn't answer. He wasn't like, hey. No, it was like so. So then, uh, you know, came time for me to deliver it. So I rented a box truck. And I 
Derek and I were like dumb and dumber driving down to Atlanta in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. Uh, so yeah, we got down there and we had we had the bet on you know what's he gonna be wearing like flip flops and socks or well, we, had, we kept going back and forth like you know, he, he's a little bit older now he's done his thing and <laughs> everyone knows who he is so you have this expectation of who yeah. he's going to be when you meet him and uh, yeah it was like this back nah, and he forth was, betting he was, he was situation. awesome dude like just sick house and show up uh, to the door in crocs or what he came out in flip-flops and socks nice. and uh socks. a white tee <laughs> and then uh you know he had his regular bifocals on like trent yeah yeah and uh and then uh yeah we went and we hung we hung the artwork and we actually hung all his art for him because he hadn't had anyone there in months so he had a whole wall of art so we hung it all and hung the piece Perfect. and he was rad man it was it was really cool experience like mm. well but, we asked him about that too is like how has this whole thing been throughout the pandemic? And we were the first two that he's seen among his friends, even that he hasn't had the house. So for us to go in there, yeah, like two white kids like, coming in yeah. in the Atlanta, yeah. driving what a box a truck, and we come in to hang a piece of art. We're like, if you left the house, he's like, no. He's like, my wife won't let me go anywhere. And I texted him like, should we wear a mask inside or what? And he's like, yeah, you should wear a mask. And then after like ten minutes, we were kind of like, dude, I'm sweating. It's like, you yeah, know. yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was. So cool. even Lil John was scared of COVID. That's Little John, I, honestly, I, I think he's still probably in his house. Like, he's not. <laughs> he's, uh, but, you know, but, but I mean, think, of, think about it. Like, a guy like that that is used to touring the whole world. Yeah. yeah. Like, your whole life comes to a halt. Like, he's, I'm sure he's going through some things. You know, you can kind of tell. His, right. You know? Yeah. His vibe was kind of like, damn, like, my whole life came to a halt. And guys, got, that guy's got more work now than he ever has, hosting and DJing around the world. So That's true. Yeah. You know? His Crazy. Instagrams. He's doing all the live videos for Instagram for the DJing and stuff. Like... On a Saturday night, he'll have two hundred thousand people like watching. Yeah. His Shit. Live well, they actually stream. so so yeah, they did that. And then was that before we went or not? They broke Instagram afterwards. Yeah, yeah. After no, it they, was before. Wow. It was it was before they had the first Instagram live that broke Instagram. Him and uh, Diddy and Swiss and all them promoted that thing. It was it was him versus uh, who did he go against that, in that battle? I forget. Might have been Timbaland. Oh, it was uh, no, it was uh, I forget his name. Shit. <clears throat> So, but, but, but you anyway, can tell. You anyway, can tell yeah. his, his demeanor was a little bit more sullen. T Pain. T Pain. Sorry. Oh, good. Good. Oh, yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> he wasn't going to be able to sleep. Giggle Biloba kicked in. Atlanta was cool to see, though. Like, as a city, Atlanta was yeah. cool to check out, like, drive around and talk to local people. It was, it was but yeah, that was, that was probably one of the biggest pieces I've done and most, you know, personal for someone of that status. That's sick, man. Yeah. The best thing about that starting was we were sitting around the table when it first started. And you get a phone call and it just says maybe Lil John on the, oh, dude, that, the phone. That was the best part. You know how people's like photo come up on the phone yeah. now, yeah. and uh, and it's just this huge picture of Lil John's face, and it's just maybe Lil John, like maybe Lil John. Like, <laughs> it should just say definitely what? Lil John. Like you know, I go Trent, I gotta go outside. It's Lil John calling. You know, what so, was the uh, process to pick which picture of Lil John you put in his contact photo? <clears throat> he he does it. It's just like, all it right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it's on now. Got right? it. Yeah, that was yeah. Like one of the first times I've seen that. Did he use the Dave Chappelle picture? Or was it... <laughs> he should. It was just a close up of him with his grill. I don't know. I don't know what picture it was, but. So mm-hmm. on the way back, Derek. So you you rode down, right? And then you come back and you get fucking COVID, right? <laughs> that, Did you get it there? Or yeah. what? I don't. We don't. It remains to be seen or known where I got it from <laughs> uh, through the nine states that we've drove through, and from Boston yeah. all the way down through Delaware, Maryland, and North Carolina, South Carolina. So. We had our pit stops. We it was six days. Did you yeah. stopped in, in Jersey. Did we do Jersey? We were in, no. We stayed in Delaware. We stayed in Dewey Beach. I think we adamantly tried to avoid. <laughs> we tried to avoid Jersey <laughs> on the way down. 
Trent, Trent told us we had to go to Rehoboth and Dewey Beach in Delaware. And that's where we got it. We got into some trouble, but Dewey Beach was great. They were the only place, probably where I got it from. That was like you could belly up to a bar. This was in it June. was like there you was nothing say. going on in Dewey Beach. Like they, it was like business as usual. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like looking around. And we hadn't seen people in three months. Like you hadn't even brought shoulders with anyone. <laughs> yeah. And now all of a sudden, we're in this bar, and I'm like, I basically said to Derek, "I go, Derek, if we make it through this trip and we don't get COVID, it's not real." And then, <laughs> and then fast forward, and then sure like, enough. yeah, five days after the trip, I'm sweating like I can't taste any <laughs> coffee. I'm like, what the hell is going? On? I text this kid right away. I'm like, how you feeling, man? He's like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, having a great day, and I started to get the sweats going. I'm, I'm like, God damn it, Dewey Beach! I knew something happened there. He's like, I, he goes, I can't taste Delaware. anything. I go, Here we go, dude. Yeah, All right, right, here we go. But it was cool. They had like live music bands were playing, and totally like I said, worth you could, it. Totally worth it. Yeah. He kept calling cool. me and being totally like, like, Dude, I just drank another IPA, but I can't taste it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah, I smashed. So what happened? Were you asymptomatic or you, you started feeling symptoms, right? It was those symptoms of uh, I couldn't taste the coffee in the morning. And then a couple hours later, I just started to kind of sweat, got the fever feeling. I'm like, oh, no. After a trip like that, of course, you're going to feel like you got it from this contagious virus. Right. And so I asked him first to see how he felt. He didn't have anything. And this was in June. So it wasn't no joke at that time either. Yeah. And we have a local place to get a test at, and so I just did the swab, and we you know, I felt like I was waiting for an STD test or something. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Again? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we 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 knew you had it. I mean, you were like, I can't taste or smell. Yeah. Like, this is number one. Like, yeah. This is it. Yeah. But you yeah. sat so, next to him in a U-Haul and sat next to him. We were sleeping in the same hotel room, yeah. like, and we were just next to each other. I told you, like, Dumb and Dumber in this truck the whole time. I think so. he snuck out when you guys went to the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's he what might've. happened. He does tend to go off on his own a lot. This guy. <laughs> now, were you in that bathroom in Atlanta? <laughs> Which bathroom? <laughs> there are a lot of states, a lot of stories. We just we really can't yeah, we just shouldn't them all. go into all of them. Really. Well, you survived though, so I'm survived. glad I'm you ha- made I'm, it. I'm happy having gone through it. I suppose, and like, in all seriousness, the topic of conversation. Do you feel like Iron Man now? Like you can fucking do anything? I uh, feel as though time will tell because of everything that we're hearing. With yeah. who knows if you get it a second time or not, but uh, I do feel fine. Like I don't feel. There's no lingering symptoms or anything. It kind of came and went. 14 days, did the quarantine, and I'm happy to be back. Happy to be rocking and rolling. Good, man. Good. Well, we're glad you're alive. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Yeah, you made it. it. (laughs) Thank you. Well, like day day like seven, he's like, I'm like, do you want some beers or anything? He's like, please. I was like dropping him off beers. I'm like, are you healthy enough? He's like, I don't know. I kind of have a fever, but I could use a few beers. Like, well, (laughs) I rode my bike over here. Well, the intensity comes in, and you start getting the the fear of it all, the hysteria coming at you a little bit because you have it, and you're by yourself in my apartment, and I'm just day four of quarantine. I'm like, what the hell? So these guys coming to meet me in the driveway, like I'm I'm four stories up, and I go on my balcony, and they're throwing me beers up there. I'm like, Woo! I'm like, you know, I'm dr- eating my beers. soup at the whole time and making the most of it, you know. So it's yeah, good to have did. these guys come around and some friends, and so you do yeah. what you can. That's that's not easy. COVID. Well, it's crazy. Well, you know, I mean, we all worry about it, but uh, you know, everybody's got a different story. Where right. Some people don't. I guess ninety percent of the cases here locally. At like the Salem testing center, we're all asymptomatic mm. in the past month, so people oh, wow. didn't even know they That's had. That's crazy. It, so. Well, we've had. Uh, I've been working from home even pre-COVID, so it hasn't been a huge shift in my life. Whereas someone in Trent's shoes has been running thirty-six, and they've had to make complete changes for their studio and their agency, and. 
from brick and mortar to working remotely and so you've had to you had to deal with a lot of it too yeah the covid's been crazy how many Zoom meetings have you been on in the past six oh months? Oh, my God. I had the first Zoom meeting today where everyone turned their videos off. Yeah. Thank God. And it God. was incredible. Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> never, it actually wasn't Zoom. Someone sent a ring central. I don't yeah. know. That's kind of like the Ginkgo Biloba. Like, who, who uses I had to install something on my computer? Like, hey, mind you, the, the vitamin bottle was expired when I had it. Yeah. Like, they were, they were yeah. running the meeting from their fucking Biloba. ring doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but like I had my video on and seven other people didn't, so I turned mine off and something happened I'd never seen. It went like to a blank screen with a dashboard. I was like, oh, really? This is yeah, amazing. this is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, we went full remote. Full remote. Uh, started off COVID with like twenty employees. Went full remote and our lease ended in June. And. Uh, yeah, you guys. Now Dave's have a sick agency office with everything. Yeah. So like, what'd you do? Did you keep the office or you got rid of it? We tried to keep it for 12 months at the same lease rate, and our landlord tried to raise rent by what? 50%. When everyone's moving out yeah. of office wow. space, your trying, landlord's... Yeah, he, was, he tried to go from like six grand to 8500 <laughs> like, I was like, the only, per, the only thing that needs to happen is I just don't have to ride my bike to the work anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trent, Trent was over there for like a month, like Tom Hanks and Big, just like running yeah, around. Totally. Like, he was just... Just calling me, FaceTiming me, just being like, yeah, I'm just here, like, cooking nachos. The only one. Playing foosball. Yeah. Well, that was the house party app. Remember the house party app? Yeah, we, yeah. Were, on a, we were all on a house party. Did you guys do it. that? No. It was this app that you just Yeah, I did that. Yeah, right? And anyone can join. Oh, you sent it to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's fun. What's the house party app? You just, it's like, uh, it's... It's like a group call, but yeah. literally, it's like a even Zoom if we, anybody can join. Yeah, even yeah. if we didn't invite Derek, he could yeah. just come and join our call. Uh, yeah, so. people could pop. So if you didn't when, when, if you didn't when, lock the room all the time, you didn't invite me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I call you post and be like, hey man, like I heard you guys had a house chat party. Yeah. About, and you're like, what's going on? Every time, yeah, every time we had a call, Derek would come <laughs> on. To it. Oh yeah, we forgot Derek. That was the hype. So, so Trent, like for productivity, I mean. You still have you still have a good amount of employees, right? I mean, what's what what did you notice different? I mean, you're at a decent sized design firm. Are you guys like, you know, is the clientele still there? Is the are the projects there? I mean, or are you seeing the same productivity out of people, or is it like fuck it, it's not worth it working from home? That's uh like a whole podcast and it, <laughs> so, but yeah we're almost to the same numbers we were at before we did have to make some really difficult decisions at first um i was the guy that wrote in the employee handbook that when you worked remotely before covid that you know you couldn't do laundry or do childcare. yeah and then this whole thing happened everyone went remote and our utilization numbers went up like 10 percent. So yeah it was just me being an asshole before like, oh wait Fuck, they can live their lives. So, yeah, they actually are working and, and are they so to badass. Do now? Did you take that out? Yeah, they can do laundry. They can do whatever they want. Can Just they, white? Can they drink? Or? <laughs> yeah, they can drink. I don't. It doesn't matter as long as. No, but no they, rules, they're. No. Are you hiring? <laughs> there's uh, no rules. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules as long as they. It, no, they've been the. My my team is absolutely incredible. Um, and then it was all about portfolio and pipeline so we saw a bunch of agencies go under because it wasn't because they were managed incorrectly or our process was wrong Somebody. it was uh could be me no something we got a we got a rogue phone somewhere <laughs> where is There's it a, yeah. no no i bet no, you it's walls. that one right there <laughs> no it's not mine it's on fucking what is I'm that good, i'm good 
Do you guys have a little right, button? So we're, when we're good. Anyway, <laughs> is that the button? Yeah. No, it's been talking too we're long. Live. Let's, do, let's do the wrong button. Yeah. The wrong phone. No idea what that was. Uh, yeah, at the start of it for agencies, I think it was Pipeline and uh, and uh, give me more and, and your optics. What's that? that? Optics. What's your any growth revenue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it was just who you who you were looking at and who yeah. you had in your portfolio. So it was some clients had amazing clients in their portfolio, but not a lot in the pipeline. And so you Got would... Got it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> we just had a very good mix. So we had good clients that stayed, and we had things in the pipeline that were ready to close that didn't weren't affected by COVID. Right. Nice. So we were okay. But That's some good. agencies like Hype Agency in Salem, all experiential... Yeah, really, yeah really the hard. in-person stuff. Oof. What's the commercial the stuff? The in-person like stuff got cut. Oh my crazy, god! Yeah. yeah, she would call me and and be like, "Dude, they just they just canceled South by Southwest." That's right. Yeah, half of our yeah, every resume. week's another freaking uh, hit. Yeah. yeah, screwed. Do you do a lot of digital stuff? Um, we do a ton of interactive. Yeah, and then like digital management. Yeah, it's a media. good spot to be in right now. Yeah, yeah. The e-commerce. Oh, I mean, yeah. we had we had numbers at one point at like. 40 times return on ad spend in some of our e-commerce. It's gone off Because right people now. were sitting there just shopping. Yeah. yeah. Black Friday was up 55% on e-com. But the craziest wow. part was that the Monday before was 20% more for two of our clients. Shit. So it's like it's just spread out. It's yeah. Out of control. Mm. It's like the stock market we were talking about. Yeah. 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 So the three of you bought a bought an RV, <laughs> what was it, about a year or two ago now? And last, last October, October, last October eighteenth, right. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys, the three of you bought this RV. I mean, and it's a good size RV. It's an what is it? Twenty four. Ninety. Foot? What, what yeah, year? Twenty three. Eighty seven. It's an eighty seven. Right? Yep. Chevy Chevy Pathfinder. Twenty three footer. Twenty three yep. footer. So this is a good Stage, size RV. Yeah. yeah. And you've gutted it. I was in it a couple weeks ago, and I mean. I mean, I didn't get to go on the romantic date up to the Kankamangus or whatever with you, but I, I mean, it's Here's really nicely done. Record. I mean, what, how the hell did that come about? And I mean, I think what's the game just, plan with it? I, that was like we were just round talk, table we were conversations, drinking over beers and just, I think well, no, was how, funny, how funny it would be to have one and then how, how much they actually could maybe cost in the area. Well, we got, because of the chill program, yeah. we got invited to the Burton house we the realized fall, the fall party the fall part in, like quote unquote influencer party we realized we were the least influencer people going. <laughs> so we had to decide whether or not we would go in a mazda because we were going to go in your car <laughs> yeah, yeah. or something else we we're like wow man we should start looking at rvs that would be cool yeah. well because when we got to the party there were some vendors who were set up to to they were selling a few things whether it was food or just yeah. some small Drugs, clothing stuff. clout Cloud, yeah. Well, no, it was, it was it was a few days before. You guys aren't influential enough. We had no Instagram cloud. followers. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a few days before the event, right? That we said, "Hey, should we just buy an RV and drive it up there, like some podunk RV, and drive it all the way up there and be like these guys? Like, who are these dudes?" And then we and couldn't then we, get it closed. Yeah, fast you enough. guys put the most a pretty thought solid into the plan. Burton part into the yeah, so <laughs> anybody else, no one else. So we tried. We tried to buy one like three days before, and it didn't work out. And then all of a sudden, we you know we had, now we have this idea. So we went to the the party came back and we we ended up buying this well this the, the kid it was a kid and he called me like the day after he's like you guys still want this i really need to get rid of it i was yeah. like oh poor kid 
Sure. And we were talking about it. was $3,500. Well, you can't, so, oh, can't that, you, that deal. That, just to have it as an office space, just to sit in for 3500 bucks for the year between totally. three guys. Like, why the hell not? And yeah. then... And know? it didn't smell bad. That was my number one priority. <laughs> yeah. Check they always smell. Once they get past a certain age, it didn't age, smell yeah, that like bad, right? always fucking smell. I mean, it, it ran it really it, it ran really well, and he had just put like six grand and redid all the brakes. Oh, damn. So we knew that it was in pretty decent shape. So for us, it was just like, all right, engine and interior, and we're all pretty uh, industrious guys, like have strengths and different things. So we said, let's, let's grab this thing and start working on it. So we ended up renting a garage, and that's where we spent most of... Last winter, right? Like, was that last winter? Yeah, yeah we learned a couple of things. I'll just be really quick with this. But <laughs> when you buy an RV that's older, you look at the ceiling and the walls, yeah. and if there are little buckles, that doesn't mean that like the wallpaper slid down a little bit. It, yeah. mean, it means the entire wall is soaking wet. It's completely water soaked. So we had to do the ceiling, the roof, and all the walls, wow. pretty much all over. But, but it's yeah. it's it's good to have a guy like Trent on the team because he's extremely OCD and you know he's gonna just dig in there and kind of just like yeah you know I saw the subway tile backsplash <laughs> that was yeah. these guys <laughs> we we were trying to bridge that line of uh, keeping it classic to what it was where it came from yeah and then somewhat modernize it so it's livable you can enjoy like doing a rendezvous up at uh one of the one of the, one of the one of the best <laughs> questions is trent and i we kind of we we bust Derek's balls a little bit about some of the questions he asks sometimes <laughs> but when we're buying the rvs like we're asking the kid like yeah you know what does that for hookups and Derek's like so you know does i mean is there anything is it washer and dryer maybe or, or like Derek, you just ask him did i, a I yeah, you think do. i asked that question oh, does it have free is life? there a washer and dryer did i ask you did. There's a washer and dryer <laughs> in the RV. Like a mattress? <laughs> well, I know we're trying to have a humorous uh, podcast here, but we're not going to be I'm telling you. Says the guy who was working on it the least of this RV already. <laughs> Yeah. Oh jeez! You know, it all comes out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll, wa- I'll wash the clothes if, if, if that's yep. what it's saying. So what you guys? What did you guys name it? You... Well, old Sass Milena, of course. <laughs> And you got a whole branding package behind this too, right? Yeah, Derek. Derek branded the shit out of this thing. Yeah, well, so well, you guys saw, you guys kind of saw it come together with the DVD. That was so, so, (laughs) so, so we get it right. And on the outside, there's a faded old graphic, an old vinyl graphic, and it was the Sasquatch research group and we're like no way with a sasquatch like guy in the middle yeah. and it's faded i'm like oh this is hilarious so i started calling it like old, old sass i'm like oh we gotta go to old sass and then we we turn on the dvd player in there with this tv and there's this italian softcore like coming of age porn huh. and the name of it was marlena so we were like oh man wow. marlena this is kind of <laughs> hilarious so it kind of just organically became old sass marlena and uh Derek took it from there with with the graphic and the whole branding scheme, which is well. Which she was cool. she was a beautiful Spanish woman, right? And uh, we all love we <laughs> she all love Italian. It's Italian. It's Italian. Italian. by beautiful. We're all fourteen still. She just had a really nice side boob at one point. I mean, she was beautiful. She was gorgeous. <laughs> so we had to, we had to turn her into a pinup. Marlene and. Uh, <laughs> had it somewhat branded out a little bit. Get some stickers going. Maybe some side decals. Just uh you know, Maybe have that song. thing driving down the road and be a little recognizable. Maybe a quick song. It was definitely a song. Yeah, about some that. sea shanty songs. Yeah, we did. Thing. <laughs> 
the the second day of COVID was that that when we had a, a bonfire in my front yard for no reason. Like learning to tie knots. Learning case to tie knots. In, yeah. in taste, in that's what you do while you're singing downhill. shanty songs. And then we wrote, sure. yeah, we wrote a, a, a shanty I, song. I got a question about. for you guys. So when you guys first heard about, you know, COVID coming and all this stuff, like, what did you guys immediately think? Were you just like, oh, we got to hunker down a couple of weeks? Got, like, what is this thing? Not too big of a deal? Or were you... Like, were you prepared or were you just, you know? I, I traveled around the country like mad, you know. Basically, yeah. was away or getting on a different airplane every weekend. And, uh, yeah, it just stopped all of a sudden. My, my last trip home from Colorado, shit was starting to get weird. People were starting to wear masks. You could tell, like, shit was about to go down. Yeah. But no one really knew. Like, I was talking to friends who were, like, headed over to Europe or headed on the next trip. And... Yeah, then all of a sudden, you know, Tom Hanks gets fucking COVID and the world shuts down, know, you know? <laughs> that was the biggest moment. That, I did too. that was the first thing that came on. It was right? Tom Hanks yeah. in the NBA. That yeah. was the first ad campaign. Yeah. Yeah. COVID, Once yeah. Tom Hanks got it, the world fucking... Yep. Don't fuck with Tom. I mean, I was in Colorado, so I was, you know, again, I was supposed yeah, to be there, there and they right. more or less kicked me out and... I thought when it was all happening so fast, I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, they're not going to shut down the whole country. They can't get rid right. of school. Because I remember as a kid, after like five snow days, they were like, that's it. No more. We back. used them all up. Yeah, like, like no matter you gotta what. You got to go to fucking yeah. school. So, so I'm like, like the dream they can't kid, give right? you school <laughs> off for like two months. There's yeah. no way they would do that, yeah. you know. So that was like the first thing to go through my head. But, you know, I didn't. I just didn't think it was going to happen. And yeah. I'm literally sitting there. And so... You know, I don't I'm on the way out. This is how quick it was. I remember in Denver Airport when I was flying out, which was like the 18th or 19th, um, the Zoom already had all these advertisements and really? banners oh, yeah. hanging in the airport. Oh. That's how fast they reacted to wow. this. I mean, <laughs> I mean the stock was like through the roof and they were just like but yeah, it happened so fast and I just I didn't really think it was going to go on for any period of time, but Whatever happened yeah. to Cisco? I remember that being the first, like, ads for, like, visual like, conferencing. Wasn't Cisco Through one of the WebEx first and that of... stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, one of the first ads I remember seeing. They're like, you can talk to a business Like, colleague. before, way back. Yeah, yeah. Vid yeah. like, video. Yeah. That was, like, the first ad I remember seeing. Yeah, like, WebEx. Business conferencing. Yeah. Well, that's the crazy shit, dude. In my office, I was the one that had to start the video conferences because, like, everybody else had no idea what the fuck to do. So COVID hits, and you're just like, oh, man, dude. Like, what are people going to do? But... People learn technology freaking quick. Yeah. Yeah, I was always uncomfortable on video calls. Now it's like I'm uncomfortable yeah. because I'm tired of them, but I'm not right. I'll just going. But why do we always have to still be on video is my issue. Like, yeah. why do we still? I don't want to see. Quick call. Like, why do I have to look at you? Somebody the other days, they were like, oh, let's get on a quick. It was just with two other friends. And they're like, yeah, let's do a Zoom call. And I'm like, let's not. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, <laughs> want to, I don't want. You don't have to see me. Like, yeah. you don't want to fucking First see me. First of all, I have anyway. no pants like, on, just, so that's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Just open up Facebook and we get a picture yeah, of me while we yeah, talk. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'll send you little John's pick on my phone. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I don't I don't get that either. I'm like, what am I doing that's so interesting sitting at, at this Well desk it's like I'm not FaceTiming you and you're like, Hey, you wanna chat about something? Like you're not FaceTiming me. I don't need to see I know, like, that's what I'm saying. If like, you showered or not. Yeah. We should start doing that randomly though. I'm gonna start FaceTiming <laughs> you guys. Do it. Is hey, how you doing? Water Derek? In the background? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys wave at the end of a video call? I do a little, yeah, 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 right. a little like, sorry. Worst, dude. you're like, whoa, why did I just wave at the fucking computer? <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm not even hip to the wave. At, I just at home leave. by yourself, just waving at a, at a screen. Like, it's, yeah, the it's behavior these weird, days dude. has been very weird. Very weird. <laughs> but it's a supplement. 
it's a supplement for that human human interaction. I think that's why. Yeah, like that. At first, I was like, everyone uh, everyone has to do their video, no matter what, just to like keep that. I yeah, thought we were going to lose everything. It's true. I worked remote before this all happened, and yeah, it got weird just like talking to people on the phone all the time, you know, like yeah. working from home for three weeks and really not seeing anybody else is yeah, that's true. wild. Yeah, yeah, but totally. I think it's even funnier when you get on a Zoom call and then the screens are blacked out, like yeah. you were talking about, Trent, like everyone turns their video off. Yeah, what are we doing at this point? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why? Turn those on just yeah. so we have why are we on a video call? You know, or even if one, I'm like, look, if if everyone doesn't want to be on the video call, then why even do the video call at all? Mm. Does any anyone want to be in the video? Call I don't know. Point? I guess some people do, but I'm so like pessimistic that I I have no reason. I don't give a shit about seeing anybody's like real face. That would be a good also survey. Just to recently take, got internet really where you could take a video, video call. Yeah, well that's true. I don't. I like when I'm. You have to present work sometimes to clients yeah. that can't come to your shop or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm all right with it. Mug, yeah. We do have phone one. calls are tough too sometimes. Yeah, because you can't tell their reactions and how they're. Behaving. That's true. Yeah, like the right. facial. Oh my god. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, some people have horrible poker faces on the video yeah. calls. Yeah, we have one client that we've had almost through almost through COVID, and I've been on probably fifty video calls with him, and my whole team has video on. And he's I've, I have no idea what the guy looks like. He's never been on it. Really? Yeah. So I like it's that just, mystery man. Is he yeah. even real? I don't know. <laughs> or is he just a computer? It, who knows? It could, be, it could be anything. Well, Trent, I want to go back to uh, you know I know we're in the middle of COVID and stuff, so I, I'm sure some of this stuff is on pause. But I want to talk a little bit about Mutt Society, yeah. what it is. Uh, for people out there that don't know, if you can give us kind of a, a, you know, just a brief description, get us up to speed with that, and then what the plans are. I'm sure things are a little weird this year with everything going on, but maybe future plans or whatever. Yeah, so it all starts back in 1987. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was a lady. <laughs> back of an RV. Let me get, yeah. Buckle up. Um no, it was, it was a buddy and I standing on a mountain in Puerto Rico, realizing that uh, the communities that we were riding in didn't have as much as we were used to at home. And um, it's kind of just this idea that's evolved into an organization that uses bikes to help uh, kids that don't have access or means. And at first, it was more so about those international trips. We would go, you know, we did a uh, trip actually with these two kids as well to Romania last year. Oh, shit. Brought five Santa Cruz Bronsons out there. That was uh, a trip. Wow. That trip. was a trip. <laughs> Other world. Trip, trip. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then we're going to support them in their race series. Uh, in their re- race series 2020, we're going to support them now in 2021 because of COVID. But um, it was a lot of that, like high intensity initiative stuff internationally. When COVID hit, I thought we were, I mean, we canceled three, I canceled three trips during 2020 because of COVID that were going to be for Mutt Society, but it brought us all local. So yeah. we were, we worked with Lazarus House, Highland Mountain, uh, working with Little Bellas, Vermont, and uh, just getting kids locally bikes. Pretty, Wait, pretty Lazarus much. House was yeah. like in the middle of COVID, right? Because I yep. came and helped you with that. And that was how many bikes? Did 30, uh, 30, 30 bikes to kids 30 in bikes. Uh, shelters in Lawrence. Wow. It was Lazarus cool, man. House yeah. is a community organization in Lawrence. Yep, yeah. they do like you know they they do residences, um, uh, soup kit. What do they call it? Food kitchen. What do they call that? Yeah, 
What do they live? A lot of the people live. The families live in that place, right? In Lazarus House. Yep. They ha- yeah. They have several different locations. But uh, there's a woman, Marcy, um, that always kind of reaches out and says, "Hey, we're looking for turkeys on Thanksgiving or whatever." Yeah. And uh, we we usually do like a holiday or a Christmas bike drive. We had four bikes left over, so I reached out to her, and she was like, "Well, I can't give four kids bikes. I gotta. We have thirty kids." Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's what happened when yeah. we were 30. So to get <laughs> the 30 bikes, for them? we made it happen. <laughs> awesome. No way. Yeah, for to, you, man. Yeah, to get to the 30 bikes, we had to gather like 80 bikes to find all the sizes. Yeah. Yeah. So I now have, I just had a plumber come over to fix something in the basement. He came in. It's like, Whoa. I had to be like, dude, <laughs> I, have 30, I have 30 children's bikes. He has in my 30 little kids. Where are the children? Where are the kids? I have no kids, but I have 30 kids' bikes. Pink, pink streamers and all, dude. Yeah. He's like, I gotta like, go. Yeah. He's yeah. Googling your name on the internet. He's like, oh, what kind of database? <laughs> yeah, man. Show up yeah. <laughs> but you, you, got, you kind of got to go back to, like, Rincon, too. Like, where that's kind of where a lot of it started because you helped after the hurricane and you guys all went down there. And yeah, I was going to say, you did some did more that. humanitarian stuff down there even before that, right? Yeah. yeah, there's just so much to the story that's built on it itself. But we went to Puerto Rico stood on the mountain, realized we should give back to the communities, went home and, and actually met a, a bunch of really cool people in the bike community and just in the like business community down yeah. there on that trip. Went home a month later, Maria hits and destroys the island. Yeah. And I had just been talking to a bunch of those people we had met and all of a sudden couldn't contact any of them. So we were planning these kind of emergency trips to go down and see if we could help out, just like bring food, water, shelter mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, that was extremely difficult. I, I bought like three tickets and had to cancel them because they were right. jet bluing the, yeah. you know, they were taking your your seat and taking them out and putting water in the planes. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so I think it was eight months later, we got a crew of like eight guys to go down um, the all of the trails that they had built for the last five, ten years had been destroyed. So we went down and built trails, brought uh, some lights and some different products down for the kids at one of the boys and girls club and that trip kind of made us realize that there was something we were doing that was having some impact and then since then we did a cuba trip brought some supplies to iceland did the romania thing romania was awesome romania was awesome yeah a lot of stories what's it like traveling to romania with five ten thousand dollar bronze not only that ten three hundred pound guys yeah Yeah. ten guys oh no do we have ten I think no, it was eight. Eight, eight, I think. Eight guys, wow. ten. But we had to bring ten bikes, though. Yeah. Because there was five bikes that were going to the kids, yeah. and then five bikes oh, shit. for these guys to ride. Yeah. So and it was like... Marcus and I and our other photographer, John McCarthy. Shout out to John McCarthy Photography. Yeah. Uh, That's your one. You get three, but go three on. Three shout outs? <laughs> oh, man. One each. Oh, one each, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we already plugged the design company, so keep going. <laughs> See ya. All right. <laughs> Yeah, and we weren't big mountain bikers on that trip. Like we've done it before, but not to that degree. Yeah, and uh, we've we've hit some <laughs> some gnarly terrain in Romania for the first time in our lives. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, our I'm group still, I, yeah. our group of riders isn't really about pushing people to do things right. that they shouldn't be doing. But there's a certain point where you don't push, but you don't push back either. Right. And there were a couple times on that trip where in the morning it was like, so you guys, uh, you know, we're gonna do this. 
<laughs> and uh, you're welcome to come if you yeah. want. It's not easy, but um, right. you know, I'm sure you'll survive. <laughs> and uh, they'd always be like, "Yeah, absolutely, no problem." And yeah. then we'd be going down these trails. <laughs> Dude, they're like, they're like, I'm I'll like, see you at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was like, holy, I we, I gotta stop and wait and like. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've ridden downhill like twice in my whole life, and they're like, you know, eight in the morning. I'm seeing all these guys pack up. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm gonna go. I got my helmet, my new fresh helmet, my my shin guards or whatever, and. We get to this place, dude. We're, we're in like a slick black forest in the middle of Romania. <laughs> like like the sickest thing I've ever been a part of. And then these just guys just start shooting. And I'm like, oh, we have to follow behind them. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I fell at going like 40. I, pro I have a scar on this right side. I, I got the still worst there, bruise out of my entire life. I still have it. He told me? Oh, I'm pretty sure. That was like the second day. Derek had some hilarious i mean derek i think was kind of the standout of the crew they were all like derek if we could uh slow curate down, your uh, energy right here you might be better than all of us. yeah slow down buddy I mean, is right I just it comes from that snowboarding world a little bit of just bombing hills and going after it and i think a trip like that when you're invited to a yeah. foreign country you get this like a bit of an anxiety like shit i can't say no because it's all my friends that are going to go and push right. for it never done that before so it's kind of a life thing that you just have to know to say yes even though it's a hard thing to say yes to sure. all the reasons in the world to say no to to be honest but so glad that we did and so for them to invite us out and make the most of it meeting his new his other friends that we haven't met before who've been pushing mountain biking for the kids we wanted to put our best foot forward and like hit those mountains hard and like make the most of it as well and bomb and just as a team you know and have that group effort so having done that I was going hard down the mountains, man, and cruising through. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were like, we'd hit these trails, doing the switchbacks, left and right berms, just like going crazy. And anytime, because there were ten of us, eight or ten of us, we'd be sprawled out within like thirty feet, one after another. And sometimes you see one of your buddies like in the thicket, already turned over, did a flip, did a backflip. Someone already got hurt. You speed right by him, and then 30 feet later, someone else is already off the trail, and they're rolling down the hill. There's dust flying up, and <laughs> you, you just try to make it down, and yeah. you, a little unscathed, but everyone gets cut up, and... I mean, Murphy got a huge gash in the back of his Never complained a day, second about it. Yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> I mean, I think overall, I think the, you know, the the lining of the trip was like, man, we're we're going to these remote we i mean we we got two vans and drove across the whole entire country of romania to this old coal mining town lupeni where it's just like dude you feel like you're part of the cold war like the, these buildings have branches and trees living out like growing out of the side of these concrete buildings and the people are still living there and we're like well how do these people live here they're on government assistance but i mean you feel like you went back in time and you're so far off the grid and I, and I often, like, think back about that, right? Like, I'm like, right now, like, Lupeni still exists. Like, those people are there, like, off the grid, living in this Cold War society. It's a crazy-looking place. Were they, were they yeah. like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Are you from America? Like, who comes? What well, people Trent like, had, what are you guys, Trent, tourists? Trent had, Trent had found, uh, you know, a connection to one of the guys there. That so you was, had a handler, right? Yeah, we had, we had a pretty good handler. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. It <laughs> was, a handler. <laughs> We'll call him a handler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to call you out. Well, he was literally, literally, yeah. Uh, uh, no, we we drove into. Uh, I did have a connection in Lupin. We went. Um, it's always good knowing... to have a connection in Lupin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I we did we did go not knowing very much about that situation, and there were things that aligned very very well, and there were things that you know you couldn't have known until you were there that 
potentially could have been better, but um, ultimately it was an extremely adventurous, unique, yeah, unique situation. When we drove into Le Pen, we drove in at like dusk, yeah, and I've been to a bunch of places in the world that aren't exactly like highbrow, right? And yeah. uh, and and I've never felt the. I've never felt a landscape be so ominous. Yeah. And I instantly thought, like, when we drove into that town, yeah. my brain, I was like, yeah, guys, we're, you know, almost there. And in my head, yeah. I was thinking, I just fucking brought seven of my best friends <laughs> to get killed. To, to yeah. well, we're, we're the creepiest lead van and we're in the van. We're like, not that we were the fun van, but you guys, have, you guys, you guys had like the mission in mind because you you have been putting this together. So we were like along for the the ride for yeah. the first. So you guys half were of it. drinking, is what you were saying. And so going through that trail, we're like, Jesus, like, where are we for real, man? This is this is very ominous. And uh, the longer up that hill we were going, we were seeing like church steeples like at midnight, blaring, glaring through the top of the resort mountain. The only thing you could see are these like, well, these church steeples that were just glowing. Yeah. Kind of like just wicked eerie, and yeah. you know, there's chickens crossing the road at night. Things were just getting really, again, kind of. <laughs> very what was the biggest thing that you guys saw, like, like culture shock or whatever? Like, even if it was minor, like, all oh, the toilet was weird or whatever. Was there something that stood out that you guys were like, "Oh shit, I didn't know they did this." Uh, I mean, they had a bear in captivity. That was hard yeah, to had, see. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah, they a had big, a bear, bear caged in. Like what? The middle of town. No, in the middle of like a old ski lodge, like they just had this bear. What's the bear's name? Baloo. 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 Yeah. Oh. They, they do. They literally had a big fence, and they had this huge bear that was like a. It was the form of a zoo, just one bear. But to, oh, wow. to counter that, we have bear. Yeah, they just, and it was it, it was privately owned, so yeah. there were a lot of even uh, internationally people were trying to get this bear released, and they still haven't. But Romania also has the largest bear. Sanctuary in the world. Huh. Mm. I don't know what it's called. I think the I biggest know. culture shock was the like the devastation of the city, like the uh, the structures, the buildings, how decrepit they actually were, especially in Lupin. And uh, it just was coming off of communism a little bit in the nineties, yeah. and some of the locals were talking about that, how it just it it actually made everyone in this like fearful state of mind. So even when people were trying to rebuild a after the nineties. Uh, for their own small businesses, the small businesses became very like tight-fisted, and they wanted to compete against each other, not as a community, but to like boost their own ego that they can they can rebuild their own business, and I don't need help from anyone else. So it was kind of a very like leave me alone attitude yeah. a little bit. But when you got to know them as a person, they were the the Romanian people and the culture were great. It's just sure. that, it's just that how they were rebuilding was really tough mm -hmm. off yeah. of communism. Yep. Well, I mean, at, at one point, right, like this was like advertised as all throughout Europe is like this place to be. So they were going through all through Europe advertising like, hey, you're going to come live the best life. And they were. They had the best salaries. All the coal miners that were getting pulled from all over the world were coming there like they had status. So all of a sudden, like, you know, after a while, when, when all these companies start pulling out, what happens is these people and these families are left there for dead, basically. Like, hey, sorry, like all this stuff went on here and now there's no industry in zero. I mean, kind of like, you know, similar to how the cities around here are, yeah. like from Lawrence and Lynn and Lowell. And, you it's know. kind of the old Rust Belt still, you yeah. know, if you go even all the way out to like Cleveland through upstate New York. And I mean, it's still, you know, yeah. people are like, oh, the Northeast was fine, but it's like 
you still go back through like the Albany's, the Binghamton's, and the Rochester's, and out yep. to Springfield, mm-hmm. and Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, it's like all the way out Youngstown? through there. Yeah, it's funny. What's, what's up with Youngstown? Yeah, what do you know? About yeah, sorry. Yeah, what, that's very funny. What's up with Youngstown? Youngstown? I gotta go. I didn't even make notes on Youngstown. You got something going on what? in Youngstown? No, we just did an ad for a client that was based in Youngstown. All right, that's your one shout out. Who's the client? Yeah, right. Well told design, unbelievable client. Awesome. That's his second. One more, That's one, isn't that one? One more. No, we plugged the. We oh, I got 36 earlier. So. Oh, yeah. Here's my third. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Um, What's it going to be? Think wisely. Like, the yeah, the yeah. Romania um, production's coming out in oh, nice. uh, in a little bit, a month or two. No, Sick. Sweet. Yeah. What's people? the name of it? Do we know? I don't know what the name of it is, but I'm sure there's some amazingly funny names we could come awesome. up with. Penny's Penny's we haven't gone into Bucharest yet. So. Oh, God, no. Bucharest. <laughs> we we got to save that for the next real. Yeah, that might be extra. Where's the last place yeah. you guys have traveled? internationally uh over to munich um and oh, nice. austria yeah how was munich munich's a cool town lots of beer drinking going down there yeah i've been there yeah cool art scene there as well it's like uh you know interesting no skyscrapers or anything really like old school like bavarian style city still like you know really modern like mm. amenities but the history is still there that's the rad part about going over there like you think around here in massachusetts things are old and then you head over to europe and you're like oh, oh yeah right they got right. a few hundred years on us oh yeah, yeah. greece you go a few thousand okay. right. thousands thousands multiple thousands it's crazy yeah no i was in uh i think the you know, I was in Puerto Rico in January, but it's not exactly. I missed you by a week. I missed <laughs> you by a week. It's not international. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, but no, I was, in, I was right in Spain now, these times. actually about a little over a year ago that I was over there. And I, I spent a couple of weeks, but I went to Spain, Andorra, France, and back down into Barcelona again. So, Barcelona. What do you think of Barcelona? Eight city. I love Barcelona, man. Yeah. I mean, it was the second time I'd been there. I sound like a real brat for saying that. But oh. I've always liked – I like Barcelona because it's, it's a contemporary city, but it also has a lot of – like a lot of the old school – like they still have Roman architecture and stuff. Mm, they yeah. have the old – you know, I like the old town um, in Barcelona. They get the real narrow streets and stuff. But it's definitely changed. It was kind of weird this time because we went up the coast. Up, I forget the name of it. It's like Gold Coast or whatever the hell it is. But <laughs> while we were there, like Don't the French were protesting. And like, so they would, you roll up on like a traffic circle and there would be like, they'd be hanging out and they wear, when they protest, they wear like uh, safety yellow vests. And they're like there, and I'm like, what are these workers all doing there? And they have like signs, and they're cooking out on a grill, literally in a rotary. And you're like, what the hell? And they're like, beep, you know. And I'm like, in my little shitty whatever, you know. They're and I'm like, like beep, beep. speed. <laughs> but then you get down into like other parts, and you roll up on the rotary, and they're there with like AKs standing there, and they're just, and you're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, that's the craziest like, thing. Like you don't you hear about like no guns over in Europe, and then you roll the yeah, and then and then we get down like, to Spain, and it's like they're literally at each intersection, and they roll out with like a SWAT team van, and they all have AKs, and you're like. Holy shit! I'm American. Like, should I just go to the embassy? Do they? Know? I don't know enough Spanish. Or the cops really have the big guns over in Europe. That's for sure. So yeah, it was a. It, it was. I, we had a blast on that trip, and um, you know we we're planning to go back. Then all this stuff hit, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was definitely. Uh, you know, it makes you think when you're in the middle of 
this, just how much you miss. Not only is it like, oh, we can't even, yeah. you're not supposed to go to another state. We're talking about across the go. country. We're talking about across Europe the ocean. Without a visa. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. that graphic that came out like in April, like where Americans could travel without a visa. It was like Mexico and awesome. one other place. <laughs> I'm in. Maybe Colombia. <laughs> Colombia. Bogota. Yeah, it's, it's so good to know that we're all going through at the same time, though. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, a lot of people are going out to Mexico right now. Yeah. That's tons like of people I've seen going down there. It's like the spot wintertime. Yep. I don't know. My Spanish isn't good enough. Yeah, it's I mean, just my Spanish. I, lo- I love me some Mexico. <laughs> You've been doing it. You still doing it? Spanish. I, st- I still study a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You're still I doing the Spanish. I started studying when I. Te llamo when I was asking grade. some guy and like, yeah, give us some Spanish. Some <laughs> no, Espanol, no. por favor. It was like two thousand. I went to Puerto Vallarta, and I. I went to ask some guy like where the beach was, and he started to like climb into my jeep. <laughs> and I was like, What's no, going no, on? no, nope. And I guess hey, I do... said, I guess I said, come to the beach with us. <laughs> hey, do we know how to do we know how to say uh, salt the rim and and wrinkle whenever I we go still, to? I still can't say it. Escucha, what is it? I can't. We struggle with this. Yeah, we're in like rincon, and we're always like, how do you say? I want salt on the rim, and every time we'd just be struggling, and they just wouldn't yeah. get it. They all speak English. They're so like, yeah. Actually, no, that was in El Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Rincon is the most no, no, American. That, that was El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah. El Salvador, El Salvador, Salvador you, They're like, it's called salt the rim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll work just fine, sir. We heard everything you just said. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, 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 all, we all went to El Salvador on a trip, and it was like, we go to like these hotels, and they're kind of like Airbnbs and stuff. And, like, I mean, like, zero, zero English. Like, agua, maybe. Yeah. Like, like yeah. water, maybe. But, like, we were, like, towel. And they were just, like, what? Like, nah. towel. We I'm, like, showing her the towel. I'm, like, this is what we need right here. And she was, like, I don't know. She's, <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. We're in a different situation now, you know? But we yeah, drink but... margaritas. So we'd be, like, can we get a margarita with, with salt, salt on the rim or whatever? And they'd be, like, no. And then you'd be, like, all right, tequila, limon. At least yeah, you get yeah, enough like, Spanish and pop culture to be able to guess. I've been in some like small ski towns in Austria where you're just like, mm. person no, speaks yeah. German, you speak English, and you're just like, no words that come yeah. together. Dude, that was actually <laughs> Romania. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, were, sure. When we went into Le Pen, there, was, there yeah. were people that had no English, and you yeah. just... I mean, you read Pointing a word, and things. it says like Mohawk Trail, like that. <laughs> but then like they say it, and it's Milwaukee. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. like what's going on here? <laughs> that, was, that was a tough barrier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I bet. Oh, yeah. Speak Romanian? Can't do oh, that. <laughs> Naruk. Oh, yeah. Naruk. 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 We're not positive it's cheers. We're laughing every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so what the hell we just said. I mean, we could, we could talk about Romania for like a whole yeah, podcast just on the oh, absurdities of that, you know? I want to talk about, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You just made a huge move. You got a space up in Newburyport. Yeah, you're gonna open fancy. as a as a gap. I know it's pretty fancy. We've had two Newburyport people yeah. in a row. Huh. It's yeah. like it's so you're gonna be you're gonna open. It's it's gonna be a gallery and studio space. Yeah, um, and you're right on the main street, right? What is that Water Street or Yeah, I'm at uh, 74 Water Street. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was a random uh, kind of happening. I was I was like looking around for somewhere to move or do something different with the space because as you know, like we're in Lawrence, but we don't have a retail space so i've kept the lawrence location the block house and then uh i was just looking for something you know street side somewhere different and this place popped out popped up and because of covid i got a really good deal on it so we're going to do a, a a mix like my own personal gallery with a block house gallery 
and do some international shows and you know have a little backyard kind of patio with a mural outside and try to bring something different in Newburyport and you know try to try to curate some really cool things you know nice but yeah I'm not uh, I'm not sure when we're gonna open just considering the time so thinking spring you know early spring and you're gonna have other shows for like other artists as well as your own work yeah right? yeah I mean just like we were doing a blockhouse before we were curating stuff at the W and the hotel in Boston and bringing together artists from kind of all over the world um, doing group shows you know we've been in a bunch all of us have been in group shows together um, so I'm gonna do a lot more of that I mean I, I really I like to focus on community and bringing different style artists together and doing something unique you know i think that goes a long way and i think people can appreciate it so um, absolutely well it's a beautiful space man i'm excited yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm pumped it's uh but traffic traffic will come back and uh full steam at one point it was yeah, there this town. summer man yeah. i went to plum island a bunch and newburyport didn't really yeah. take too much of a hit this summer i don't think mm. yeah it's, it's different it's, it's definitely different than where i've been you know it's yeah a, I've been in Lawrence, so it's different to be in Newburyport. Lawrence and a mill building. Different yeah. community. I'm like, everyone's so nice. I'm like, why is everybody so happy and nice? Like, is, I, I have to pump that oxygen in there. And all the, all the small businesses are just pumping that it's oxygen in. It's called money. Yeah, I know. I'm like, is this what happens when you get a little more well off? You're just, you know. Um, but it's cool. Everyone there is awesome. Like, everyone that I've met is, is great. And I'm looking forward to that, you know. Nice, man. Some, something good will come out of this pandemic for me. So, and it's still going to be Blockhouse Gallery? Still gonna do, I'm going to do a Blockhouse. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do the wording on the signage. Yeah. Maybe do like a small Marcus Sebastiano signature and keep somewhat of the space de designated to a couple of my pieces. Just, you know, to always have those there. But, I mean, I, I really, I love putting on other artists and I love being a part of that community. And, you know, Trent and I have talked a few times about you know, he went to Cuba and brought back all this amazing artwork. And, you know, you get it. You go into these warehouses in Cuba and you're getting these paintings that, you know, look like they're worth like five grand. And they're selling for two hundred, three hundred dollars. And I'm like, this is nuts. So he brought a few home and I'm like, man, we should go there and, you know, buy up a bunch of art from all these artists. Come back, not tell them, like give them the face value that they're asking there. Come back. Let's do a Cuba show. And sell these things for, yeah. you know, four or five thousand dollars. Send them back the money, take a small cut. But just, you know, I think things like that, people would be interested in coming to a place like Newburyport and you're like, dude, there's a Cuban show? Like how did this happen? Yeah, you know? Totally. Just giving something giving people something different to go, you know, check out than the same old thing. And it's not nothing against Newburyport, but it's very you know, it's kinda of a lot of the same stuff, you know, same artists that have been there forever and kinda of looking to uh, you know, yeah, this is going to shake things up yeah, a little bit. This is going to be a up. lot different than the other stuff that's it's down. One of our shell jewelry companies and boutique shops <laughs> over there. And but it's I New England, think. too. It's not just Newburyport. It's, yeah. it's like... Yeah. like well, New England we is Cuba. so traditional. And yeah. Newburyport yeah. is very traditional yeah. inside. I mean, we can say that about all Beverly yeah, and over everywhere. Absolutely. And yeah. it still sells. And it's the reason that it's still existing today is that yeah. people, kind of the... tourists want to see that and, and they like oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about around here, too, though, because, like, you know, we were talking about Detroit and Milwaukee and mm. places like that. And there's, like, an arts district in each of those cities. But, I mean, Boston sort of has those sprinkled about. But once you get into the suburbs and some of the mill towns, like, you find those pockets of creativity, which is, I, I think it's almost even cooler, you know? You don't need to all be in one, like, 
neighborhood that got gentrified at the same time. Right. Well, that was the the cool thing about Detroit is that it was so expansive with all the abandoned industrial buildings. So for my years that I was there was even in 2008, 2009 with the crash, all of like the metal smith guys, the glass blower guys, the artists and like the dudes trying to start a band, a rock band would go into these small studios in the mill buildings and just, you wouldn't know it, but when when the sun went down, you would see all the like the little lights yeah. and all these windows just popping off. Yeah. People having a great time and just being creative and making something of themselves during a terrible economic time. So it's the wherewithal of Detroit is really cool. Yeah, always. And you're seeing some of that right now go on too. Like you know, people are pivoting, working hard through this COVID shit, and it's going to be fun to see like all the projects that come to fruition mm. once this is over. It is inspiring. Yeah. All the all the podcasts. Yeah, yeah, we started a podcast. You know, you can't tour as a musician. Everyone's in the studio recording stuff. Like, there's a ton of art that's going to come out of this. Not my art. <laughs> I've been doing less art. <laughs> well, this is the this is the effect of it. Is we were talking about this too. You know, earlier, and it it's like at a certain point too. I haven't felt overly inspired because. Right. Of, you know, and I I do a lot of commission work and stuff like that, a lot of corporate, you know, and uh, commercial work. And it's like, if that's not there, then I'm I'm working. I work on other stuff. Yeah. And like we were working on the table earlier today, but mm. that only goes so far. Where then I'm like, well, that's you know what? Like I could be doing something else, or I could even be home just like hanging out and right. just like well, I think, reading a book. I don't know. I think you all know? of us do have a pursuit that a creative pursuit whether it be music or you're fulfilling your own artistry in some degree it could be writing weird sea shanty songs that are actually the best thing in the world for Where old did that sass come from? <laughs> well we wrote we, we wrote a sea shanty later. track oh, oh, I got you. Right. well we could we're not going to sing it now because i forget the words but <laughs> i haven't recorded we could talk to you yeah. later but yeah. uh you at least myself anecdotally i have felt like not inspired to create things for myself I do for what I do for work, for branding for these small businesses and entrepreneurs. Yeah. I do feel more connected to helping people in that aspect. And when I when I think of the things that do fulfill me in like in a creative a creative way, whether it be doing portrait portraiture drawings for people or even music and stuff, I'm losing a little bit of that fulfillment because it feels more selfish, at least throughout this right. time. And because yeah. when you run your own small business you're thinking about the future and how to keep that business model going. So I think I've been grateful that I've had the time to scrutinize my own like business model, be prepared about what's to come, and then think about how I can roll that out for the next couple of years so that I can help more people more efficiently mm-hmm. and not be like caught up in my own my own thing where I could just with these days off, you know, be working for yourself, you do get caught up a little bit. Right. And um I'm happy to have helped businesses i guess throughout this thing at the compromise maybe of my own creative pursuit sometimes dude you just helped me by saying that because someone at the very beginning said it was the drive guys said when in life do you get we were literally like tears in our eyes about business are we going to lose everything yeah and jake said when do you get the time to actually pause and think about what you're doing right so you can do it better and i always thought of that as business and I, I've thought about that a ton, like, oh, wow, this has allowed me to, to change our direction. It's allowed you to change your processes or whatever it is for, for working design. 
But I never thought about it like you just said, which is that personal side of things where I've felt that guilt. Like I've been painting a little bit, but man, I haven't painted as much as I used to. I haven't yeah. written as much as and, I've used to. And they to. thought everyone read. would be. Like, but it's they, like it's given us like everyone's waiting for the next Shakespeare to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> right. And it's not really happening as much because we're all actually going, holy shit. Like I got to. We're just not used to it. We're not yeah. used to that downtime as much because when we find the downtime to be creative in our own pursuits, we feel like more grateful for that time. So when we have all that time to be spending now, when you hear phone conversations with people who are actually losing their businesses, you're like, shit, man, like I, you feel the responsibility right. to help them as much as you can. Um, and that does come at the compromise of your own pursuits sometimes, I think. Yeah, and you'll learn a lot and give yourself a basis. So when you do get inspired, once the world's back to normal, it's, you know, probably going to improve things mm. in your own. Kind and of that's what we're doing is making those stories. Yeah. Like we don't know it yet. They don't, they never feel like the coolest story when it's happening. But when you look back on these things, like the sea shanty song, like those were just days at that <laughs> yeah. point. Like, me tearing the entire inside of my this old car I have out, and then just oh, yeah. like I've ruined the car. <laughs> <laughs> but like those things, we don't think about while we're doing them, but they come back. And I think, I just think that that like the, the guilt that I that many artists feel maybe for not creating as much huh. should maybe be turned around a little bit and said like all the things you're doing and all these times you're soaking that up. However, right. it is, don't feel lazy because yeah. it's gonna come back. It's gonna manifest somehow. Yeah. Well, you've been a yeah. good example, uh, Andy, with the treehouse, uh, doing something yeah. that's been inspiring for you, get it off your shoulders, but it's been like a rewarding, just uh, a way to put something new and inspiring out there for people to see and, and just get excited about. And that was cool for us to see and, and yeah. everything that you've done for it. Yo, so. I, I, uh, thank you, man. I, I, I think the, the hard thing that I've struggled with is is like we're here where it's so cutthroat it's so expensive it is a rat race and you know as an independent business owner you feel like if you're not working on a client project then you're just fucking spinning wheels and it's selfish and it's like you know you're not making money then how are you going to pay for all this stuff the cost of living the cost of business yeah and you're like then what the hell am i doing is is this is this selfish for me to build a birdhouse that I don't know if this fucking thing's gonna sell, or another neon for my yeah. to make my office cooler? Like, sure. what, what's the point of that? You know, like at a certain point, it's cool enough. It doesn't need to be like that much cooler, whatever the hell it is. But, but you know, you get to those things where, and and I think that's just kind of a mentality here where it it starts to mess with my head where I'm like, well. Dude, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, we could all just dick around, you know, but then in like three months, if you're fucking out of money, Mm. then you're out of business too. And so I guess that's the fine line I've been toting. And I've been trying to help a lot of people out and through this. And, you know, I truly feel bad. You know, I do a lot of hospitality. We all do. So it's, you know, it's bars, it's restaurants, it's hotels that have really taken a hard hit in this. And so if I can, I'm like, you know, I'm doing stuff way cheaper, you know, cut my margins way down yeah. just to help them out, hopefully for, you know, a, a, a brighter day ahead. Um, but then, you know, you do see the effect as a business owner, too, is I I'll sit back and go, well, this isn't the year that I I hope to have. But mm. and then it's like at the end of the day, you're still doing all that work. 
you're not making as much money and then you're like well shit am i gonna actually sit back and then like make some art that might or like do a neon for myself that's gonna cost me a thousand bucks like what the hell you know so i think that's for me where i've kind of cut my creative process down a little bit and i'm like trying to use materials that i've got in the shop and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but I, i think that that probably reflects in a lot of different artists musicians or performers whatever on different levels of just feeling slightly selfish or like they don't have the money to put into that too. Mm. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's not true. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have gotten way more creative through this whole thing, but a lot know. of new small businesses being started up oh, yeah. right now. It's absolutely <laughs> that creative spark for people who maybe aren't in that industry as much or ever in their lives are now feeling that opportunity like wow this is what it feels like to work from home for the first time like they're someone who's been a finance guy is now like looking at his life going shit man like 30 more years in finance in the in the downtown government center or continue doing this use the next three years to pursue that thing i've always been wanting to do because i haven't for the past 15. i mean on a personal level like exactly what's happened to me too like i was traveling for 10 years straight paid by companies to do that all year never had like you know, you've got time in hotels when you can do shit, but you're so tired from fucking traveling and everything. And now this has been an opportunity to like, okay, now I've got time to do what I want and, you know, play around with design and more web stuff and starting a podcast. Like, it's it's been great to have this extra time. And I've looked at it as an opportunity to kind of build my skill set, you know, like, yeah, this year is going to be tough and suck and I'm going to be home a lot, but, you know, might as well learn something new through this. Love that. Yeah. A couple of knots. So we're going into winter time, and this is going to be like the first pandemic, like full winter. Yeah. What do you guys, you know, plan on doing? Because when we first went into this, we were already on the way out. We were in late March, sure. mid March, or whatever. You know. So I know we were talking about riding. You know, I'm. I mean, I'm ready yeah. to go. I'm going tomorrow. But yeah. I don't know if the resorts are going to be open all season or whatever. But other than that, I don't really have a whole lot of plans to like you know keep myself occupied other than little projects or whatever so i think what has been a healthy approach thus far coming have now that we're going into the second version of this uh, lockdown i suppose which is like terrible 2.0 round two yeah <laughs> the more that i'm outside the better i feel yeah and that's gonna for be sure. my pursuit for this winter yeah. so it's gonna be split boarding hitting the mountains the whites and yeah going for it so I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, it's, it's funny that you were just talking about like learning new things and throughout this whole thing, it's like, you know, Trent and I were living together and we both kind of just kind of lost it. And I'm like, all right, I bought this old truck, like a 1964 Scout. And we both started like learning how to work on that. He's got a, what year is that? The Spitfire? 78. 78 Spitfire. So we started wrenching on these things and, you know, then uh, a lot of my buddies had been into vintage mopeds. So we kind of. Nice. Bought a bunch of those and started working and learning about that stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is like, I'm actually, I actually have hobbies. I've created hobbies outside of just working because all I ever did was work for the last, honestly, like 20 years. It was always about about like making the money, working and, and, you know, creating this pursuit. Um, But now, yeah, it's like I got this new place in Newburyport. I have a lot of work to do there renovation wise. I'm going to work on that. And I'm, I'm finally inspired to make new work, which I haven't been in months. So I actually found like some new inspiration for that. And uh, I'm going to probably start surfing through the winter. I mean, I've surfed my whole life. and I, The best surfing in New England is in the winter. I know. And I, and I never, 
I did it when like years ago, and then I kind of like ripped my wetsuit, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't really like. I ripped my my winter suit, and I was like, I kind of need to get a new one. And then I for every every year, I'm telling you, for the last six years, I've been like, I gotta get a winter suit. And then that's my excuse to not go. So I'm gonna get a winter suit. I'm gonna try to try to surf through the winter and. You know, hopefully ride with you guys a few, two, three times. Hell yeah. A couple, two, three. Get back yeah. there. Yeah. Good spot. Yeah, man. What about you, Trent? All I, all I have ringing in my ears <laughs> is all of us saying around my kitchen table, we, we have these table talks, and I can just hear us being like, man, I'm glad this didn't happen in the winter. And now <laughs> here we are. Yeah, here we are. No. Yeah. No, I think it's the same thing. I mean, I love that, you know, just being outside makes me yeah. feel better. That's the yeah. most important I've been, uh, I found the love of my life down the South Shore, so I'll be Whoa. down there <laughs> for a while. Heavy, heavy. This year, third Whoa, hey. Yeah, <laughs> That was four, four, I think, actually. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, no, and, um, but there's two children, and uh, so that'll actually be pretty awesome, being outside, near the water, that kind yeah. of thing, and then trying to get out, just... I, just uh, Sorry, bought some flights to the Virgin Islands. He was hanging. He was hanging yeah. Christmas lights this past weekend. If you were going to ask, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought you said. I thought you said. But there's two children. I thought. Oh, oh shit. yeah. And this. I, I, oh, I, I have a weird approach to that. I, I. It actually is cooler. They're they're awesome kids. It's like nice. it, it makes yeah. a lot of fun. Kids. Interesting story. My buddy's dating a girl with two kids on the South Shore. Does <laughs> she live in... She's yeah, a nice Let's not say any names. Let's yeah, not go farther. Does she live in Taunton? Yeah. Are you there Sunday through Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is actually. Yeah. Weird. That's awesome. All right, so we're talking about going to the mountains, Derek. I just want you to tell this story. because A little bit as a PSA, but a little bit because my mind is still blown by this. I've had a close call with this situation, this, actually. And I, I haven't, but I mean, actually, this kind of happened the other day because we got that little bit of snow and that rain and ice. Mm. And I was driving up the highway, and everybody's vehicles were like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> were like going nuts. And this chunk of ice came down on my truck, and it was like, "Wham!" It really happened to you? Like, it happened to him. God. But but it wasn't like. At, but anyway, I didn't get pulled over. Nothing. But. So well, that, it, tell us your story. Yeah, I want to hear because we we wrote it, Jay. This is a public service announcement yeah. for people, at least in the New England area, especially from Massachusetts. Very important. You will get you will get hit. Like, so you were you were driving up to Killington. This was last January. Last January, right? exactly. Driving up to Killington to my buddies. It was a, a bright bluebird day, all fired up because it snowed the night before. Yeah. And so we're on the phone the night before to my friends, and we're like, let's hit it. And Killington being two and a half hour drive, like we love that drive. It's perfect. Grab a coffee in the morning, hit the road, go up 93 North, hit 89, and then go to Killington. So Bluebird Day, it's like 7 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and just the energy of the morning, my buddies come to my spot. They they unload their cars into mine. We're cranking tunes like that early, just feeling really good about it. So you kind of miss a few things in that in that moment when you're packing right. your car. Brushing off the snow is one of them. <laughs> and I do this. I make sure that I brush every ounce of snow off my car for the most part to Listen, a degree. You, don't have, you can tell, you know, you can tell us the truth. It's okay. <laughs> you don't have to bullshit. But I do. Now I do. I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. good about it. And I never heard about this law. It's called Jessica's Law. And a decade ago, I think that it was, there was a uh, tractor trailer truck in Massachusetts. If I'm getting this right, I'm probably butchering the story, but 
there was a huge sheet of ice on the track trailer truck yeah. it flipped the ice over it landed on this girl's car she was driving behind him killed her uh, supposedly instantly and they made a law called jessica's law to prevent that from happening to other people so i get it totally makes sense didn't know about that law <laughs> started to drive up to killington we're hitting the road 193 north uh in new hampshire and i get pulled over by a stady it's bluebird day i'm going 55 have no idea why i get pulled over comes to my window and tells me about the whole jessica's law thing he was a nice guy he was fine but uh i'm like dude so i look over on, the, on my roof it's only two to three inches on that roof of snow and it was powdery snow from the night before yeah so i'm feeling like the whole cop thing like come on man like you're gonna make me do this and uh he didn't give me a ticket but he made me clean off the roof of the car which was fine i understood that and um he comes back not with a ticket or, or a fine he gives me a hearing notice oh. Saying you gotta oh shit for two to three inches on the roof of the car, people. Listen to that. Uh, and this have, is like a Rav Four, like a, it's an it's SUV. It's a compact SUV. SUV, okay. Right. And um, do you no know how to no say far. Hyundai? Excuse me. Do you know what to say, Hyundai? Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> I could never really get that right. It's a it's a it's top a of the tongue. One of the eight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, fine. I, I I cleaned the roof off. That was great. He was happy about that. I wasn't happy about it. I was freezing cold. He was happy about that. He comes back with a hearing notice. Two months later, I had to go uh, in yeah, front of a judge and tell yeah. my story and go to court for it. So it ruined. It didn't ruin my day, but we had a great time for that week and go up to Killington. Two months later, the pandemic hits. I can't go to court. <laughs> Fast forward like six months later now, and I finally have to do a phone call over the phone with the with the judge. So you went to phone court. So it wasn't even a virtual court. like Zoom court. You went to phone court. Yeah, he went to Fort. Fort. <laughs> they wouldn't even FaceTime me. Guy wouldn't even look me in the eye. Yeah, no Zoom. No yeah, Zoom. no Zoom. And so maybe that's why this was so brutal. So, <laughs> so that so he I, I pled guilty probably like I shouldn't have. The other option. You was didn't no, get a phone lawyer. It was no contest. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have an app for that. I just wanted it to be over with. I'm like, all right, fine, dude. I'll pay the hundred bucks. I'm probably, I'm sure it's fine. So guy tells me, all right, you pled guilty, which I shouldn't have. Don't plead guilty. You don't contest. It was three fifty. All right, for two inches of snow on the roof of my car. So three hundred fifty bucks for New Hampshire. And I'm like, all right. So, so you thought it was done, right? So I asked the judge. I go, Your Honor, uh, <laughs> am I done here? Your Highness. He's like, Nah, man, you're good. You're good to go. Fine. So. A week later, I checked the mail. Massachusetts gives me a letter saying oh. that you pled guilty about this thing that happened in New Hampshire for the snow on the roof of your car. We're going to suspend your license for 60 days automatic now and a Whoa. $500 reinstatement fee Jesus. at the end of this on top of the 350 from New wow, Hampshire. That's wild. Because yeah. of you had a state offense in New Hampshire because of the new laws with, with the states talking to each other because of the motorcycle Exactly. The seven motorcyclists that were which is terrible, out. and I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that as well. So both laws make sense. I just it's very political. I like this uh, though. Yeah. Keep me... I happen to have been in the middle of giving them the benefit. Yeah, of the yeah, it's, on this it's one. great. This is when you wanted to grow up in the eighties. Well, honestly, <laughs> man, <laughs> they drive you home if you're hammered. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Look, yeah. You know, look, like... if 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 those oh, if those seven guys <laughs> did that right in another state, and they move to a different state like a Massachusetts, and they basically have a new, they get to start over clean. And can still drive like an asshole, and no one would know about it. So yeah. I do get that a little bit. I just kind of got the uh, so the, the ringer. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you got the total the kitten caboodle. So, <laughs> so I got COVID, and then I get the so I'm quarantined for 14 days, and then I get so you this. get a 350 dollars fine first from New Hampshire. <laughs> I'm phone court. 
And then you get a $500 fine from Mass. More phone court? From Did they even give no. you a phone? They're just like, no. No, no phone court, just a letter. Phone. 60 yeah. days, you're done. And you lost your license <laughs> for 60 days on yes. top of that. Plus the COVID. Yeah. Well, and then a $500 fine to reinstate my three months. So anyway, it's been COVID. It's been that. It's been the 60 days. It's been the reinstate. It's just been so, like, and you did, the you did, uh, you didn't drive at all, right? During the 60 days. No. Right. <laughs> no. Nope. You could be honest. <laughs> we, we were dropping <laughs> them off beers. I think we, we did a couple. You, you threw a pistol through the window? Yeah. So it was, it, that two inches of snow on your roof cost you $850 and a 60-day suspension. Yeah. And and look, it's like a couple points on my license. It's the whole thing. Yeah. So as a, all the excitement, long story short, for people riding up north, like clean your damn roof. <laughs> I remember right. that story the other night when I cleaned off my roof. I was like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know, yeah. Make sure that surprisingly, through all this, Derek still remains one of my most positive good friends. You know, he'll always. I don't know how he does it. He he's just like, yeah, you know, I don't know, we're just gonna try. Yeah, you can't really look at it like that. You gotta kind of stay positive about the whole thing. And I'm like, damn, this guy. I think that was part of his parole. They're like, you need to go and talk this this whole <laughs> yeah. thing up now. And I just got my uh, two hours in. Like I'm clock. So everyone, <laughs> just remember when driving up north to clean off your roof. Yeah, he sponsors. For more information, <laughs> for more information, nhcsa.org. <laughs> for more information. Uh. Oh, well, I've gone the other way with like negativity throughout this pandemic and feeling the lowest of the lows. And I, that just doesn't help to dwell and to right. go reverse mentally. And we've seen how devastating it can be the opposite. So sure. having great friends like you guys, 100%, like that, like contacting my buddies and my boys every day has been like a huge sense of laughter and relief. Yeah. Comic relief has been huge for everybody. And that's our goal with this thing. Just yeah. connect with as yeah. many people as yeah. possible. And I mean, it, it's funny. Like at the beginning, it. I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm fine on my own. Like, I don't really, you know, I don't need to see people because it was constantly always with people right. or having meetings in person and all these things and running around the world. And yeah, then, break my And then this thing comes to like this hard stop. Um, and uh, I'm like, damn, dude, like I miss human interaction. Like, I actually really love people and I kind of need that energy, that back and forth to keep inspired and to feel alive if not i kind of feel disconnected and dead in a way when i'm not having these conversations and having the back and forth and it's like you know i really started to appreciate my friendships and my relationships and business and and life you know so it's been uh yeah it's been an awakening in a way absolutely mark was a fruit washer at first fruit washer <laughs> you you were you were feeling that this what? You feeling... I'm gonna Google that right now. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was when you went to the grocery oh, store right. and you came back and washed all your food. Oh, dude, I, dude, I sneeze in the grocery store. I thought that meant something like... else. I didn't know what that was. That's a great, that's awesome. Fruit washer, dude. That's I awesome. love that we were doing that back in April. There was like no COVID cases around. Now there's like, you know, probably 16 people at the grocery store that have yeah. it. And you're just like, yeah, ah, whatever. We're yeah. your mask. Like. I think I watched too many of those outbreak movies when I was younger, like Ebola. And when yeah. this first happened, and, like, I was, like, hunkered down. I was, like, what is going to happen? Everyone's going to die. Like, I just what remember is looking at fucking it, it, the internet was, every 10 minutes. Dude, you know, like, been, yeah. Yeah. We are at the age that we are. How old is everybody here? We're in 35 to 40? Yeah. 30s to 40s, yeah. right? And I feel so bad <laughs> for the younger. Relax. Dude, 30s to 40s. <laughs> we just covered 20 years. We've like lived enough of a, a small life, right? So we have some great <laughs> memories. <laughs> I'll die right now, dude. I'm fine. Dude, I, th I think of... 
that what you're saying? saying like you'll go out right I'm now? Thinking of, like, I'm thinking of the younger life. kids, man. Oh. How they, <laughs> they're tiny lives. No, if, you're, <laughs> if you're in your 20s and you, you're growing up in this pandemic, man, like that is... Well, t- that sucks so much more. At least they have Tinder. a smaller I mean, life. COVID dating is not easy. Tiny life. Or no, Hinge. Well, we, we have lived a little bit more than someone in their 20s. So I was talking talk to my coworker who's 24 about like what dating like this is through. And he's like, yeah, you know, the chick comes over. She takes my temperature. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I borrowed my dad's <laughs> point and shoot. Get out of here. Point and shoot. Imagine that. What a weird fucking world, wow. dude. Yeah. I will tell uh, you that dating, the COVID dating that like instantly had to do a virtual date. Like, wow, this person's terrible. You just hang up and never have to talk to him. Did again. you do that? You I never did that? Any Oh, of yeah. That. No it's like dating. phone court. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like phone court. It's a, it's a one minute decision. At least decision. that bad. Same end to the date, too. Your honor, am I done? <laughs> God, let's say that word. Did that trigger you? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Huh. Well, on that note. All right, well, what's uh, what's next for this Ask Mulaney? Yeah, what are you guys yeah, what, gonna try to find any more influencer parties or? We're gonna put the toilet in. Yeah, it's not it's not winterized. We tried doing that a little bit. Oh, that's right. You're trying to winterize. Yeah, you're gonna to. bring it to the mountain. You I know. Can't have the toilet freezer. It's a new. You can't learn everything all at once, you know. But it's a work in progress. Wish we could take it out this winter, but it's old, man. So hitting those mountains are a little tricky. <laughs> as fun as it could be, so. I mean, we might have to just drive it out to uh, Mass Mocha and find our plot of land we've been looking I like at. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there, you know. Yeah, just buy a little one, couple acres and just we'll, park it on it. We'll have to do a <laughs> we'll go. do a remote satellite uh, podcast. Oh, it for sounds you guys. like an epic podcast. Be sick. I actually yeah. thought about that, just parking it out front here and doing the podcast in there, but. I realized how hard it was episode. to get our shit set up in <laughs> yeah. here. We're, we would <laughs> never do it there. Yeah. And like three or four episodes, we'll figure that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It'd take us like four three hours, or five yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, at that point, we just have to, it would have to be mobile. We We'd got have mobile to do it while driving. Yeah, we have satellite. <laughs> oh, yeah. And while we're driving. While driving perfect. would be pretty cool. That would be actually pretty that awesome. Be cool. We yeah. got the means. And we do have the, yeah, we have a hotspot in there, too. We just hire shit. a driver. Where's like a tuxedo and no, we'll just do. Marky. I think we. I'm in. We'll get market with the wait. Way. I thought that came with it because it had washer and dryer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a washer and dryer. Washer and it dryer. comes full circle. <laughs> internet washer dryer, internet podcast studio. <laughs> yeah, global Wi-Fi, beautiful. We do have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, I think you guys have been pretty decent guests. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Trent. That's, that's how you know. I just got that, that thing. Are you kidding me? Decent guests. Just, yeah. just, just hold the mic. Just hold the microphone. He just threw my mic off the desk. Oh, Dude, I just got it. I moved it too Unbelievable. much. Unbelievable. Right, I move it, but I moved it too much. Oh. See, and he's now he's not talking <laughs> See, into the mic. Trent is, all, Trent is always trenting, dude. He's always trying to make something better. Yeah, you had to do what I was. You had to do what I was doing. Hashtag trenting. Which is I had to hold this one. Trenting is actually my favorite. Just hold it. Hold it in there like uh, Freddie Mercury on a mic. It's almost over. Don't worry. It's awesome. <laughs> Get a little Trent, closer to the microphone Trent. part. There we go. There we go. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right. So you, why you why doesn't everyone go around and plug where people can find you on social media? We'll start with a handheld mic over here. Handheld. <laughs> um, Mutt Society. Instagram is probably the best way. MuttSociety.org. All one word? Yes. Okay. Um, and MuttSociety.org. Wait, it's your Instagram is at muttsociety.org. 
That's a weird one. Trent's, uh, <laughs> Trent's in his no, 40s. No, hang on to that. Trent is we'll, we'll uh, in, in his 40s, so he's not really... Yeah, no, <laughs> tweet us on Facebook. <laughs> I'll find you. It's all that in Schitt's Creek deal. He gets the uh, he gets the coasters. They say, tweet us on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll I actually put, think it's Unmut underscore society on Instagram. It's funny. I think that's I, it, too. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I have my homework, too. Much better. We'll put that in the episode notes. Much better. It's these PBRs that get into me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Derek, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at joaquindesignco.com. You going to spell that for us? Yeah. It's not like W-A- Yeah. Uh, so, so, so again, it's joaquindesignco.com. <laughs> I did think there was a dot com or a dot org on Instagram. What the hell? These guys are in their forties, man. Am I the only one? Dot net. So so it's uh, walking W A K E E N Design Co. And then it's walkingdesignco.com. Derek Derek at Netscape dot. Dial up. Yeah. Uh, You could find me at. Uh, Instagram is at Marcus M A R K U S underscore Sebastiano S E B A S T I A N O and then uh, MarcusSebastiano.com. When does Old Sass get an Instagram page? She it does. does. I was oh, plug that. Ooh, what is that one? <laughs> <laughs> what? It, well, that, that, that is that up. I think Malena. it's O uh, O L underscore Sass S A S S underscore Malena M A L A N A E N A Malena. At earthlink.net. <laughs> if, you, if you hit us up on the Instagram, we'll send you some free stickers. Backslash sure. Instagram. They're really cool stickers, though. I gotta say, yeah, they got like a, it's like a pinup girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need more of those. That's actually. a sass. Nicely done. You might get four or five DMs. You better be careful. <laughs> yeah, <heads up. laughs> No one's gonna find us after this one. <laughs> no, at, at your dot com Instagrams. <laughs> and if you want to watch a great foreign film. Marlena is actually it's actually incredible and I'm not joking it's an awesome movie it's a very movie. good movie it's a really good movie it's not no joke it just happens to have one of the hottest Italian women in it and her name is Marlena so, that's good to know find yeah. that at a local mm. DVD store near yeah. you you well, can get it right on Amazon dude or right, right on, on, right on Prime it's the only one in there <laughs> yeah it doesn't it's it's broke in the DVD player in Old Sass so if you ever want to come watch it oh, just perfect. hit us up and you can come watch it's it it's on rerun can't yeah. it that's it it's the only thing that goes in well, thanks so much for coming down, guys. It's yeah. an awesome conversation. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. awesome. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you guys. Times. Yeah, thank thanks you. for only breaking one of our mics, too. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, that's our only technical problem. problem today. Well, for, for now good. on, for every episode moving forward, the guy that sits there has to hold it. Has to hold it. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. Like Trent's corner. We'll a lot more respect <laughs> for the stand. Yeah. That's awesome. Beautiful. Well, yeah, thank you, guys. Really thank appreciate guys. it. Any closing thoughts, Babla? I've had enough. (laughs) We can't afford to break any more equipment. (laughs) Mine's about to break. I was worried about Derek's microphone. I know. If I let this go, it's going to fall down. He's actually holding it. I've been holding it the whole time. Is that true? Yeah. Because if I let it go, it would slowly keep going down. We need a bigger microphone budget. (laughs) You don't need to hear my heart right now. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for episode three. Yeah, catch you on episode four.